What happens when two strangers who love history meet online? They start a podcast, of course. Welcome to Muses of History. Women's history for busy people. (laughs) Sorry. Women's history (laughs) for busy people. We are your hosts, Taylor. And I'm Taya. And today is episode two. Oh my gosh, hold on. Sorry, my cat. Get get out of here, (laughs) sir. Okay. <laughs> Today is episode two, and we are diving straight into some warrior queen history. Yes. Ancient warrior. Yeah, ancient warrior history. Have you ever seen 300? Oh, man. I think I saw it once. Like, when it first came out. It's been a long mm-hmm. time. I feel like it was in high school when it came out. <laughs> so. Well, I watched... All of them uh, in preparation. For this I didn't episode. know there was more than one. <laughs> oh, girl, there are several, oh <laughs> and there is one dedicated to our topic today. So, Artemisia the first of I'm going to butcher this name, Halicarnassus. 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 That seems. That seems right. So do you remember in – no, you didn't see it, so you wouldn't remember. (laughs) So in the second 300 movie, there's, like, a pirate lady that appears. And she's, like, the right-hand lady of Emperor Xerxes. And that is supposed to be Artemisia I. And it's not. It's it's not. It's a really terrible, terrible – very historical fiction, heavy on the fiction depiction of Artemisia the first. So she's who we're going to talk about today. And oh, there's also a full dedicated movie about Artemisia the first, and it's all bullshit lies, <laughs> all of it from beginning <laughs> to end. So it really made research for this episode kind of hard Mm -hmm. because I would type in Artemisia the first and every 300 movie thing would just pop up and I would get like trailers for the Artemisia movie and reviews for the Artemisia movie. And I don't care because that's not accurate. (laughs) So to dispel all of that historical inaccuracy-ness, we are going to take a brief dive into the history of Artemisia. So I'll start off with her early life. So she was born in 520 and died somewhere around 460 BCE, which is always confusing to me because I forget that BCE time goes backwards. Right. Is it Cleo like around like 60? BCE to like 330, we, I want to say. Google it? When? So I, I, to, I think that's when she was. So yeah. that would mean that she, Artemisia, was a good like 400 years before. Yeah. Yes. Cleopatra was 69 BCE. Yeah. Yeah. So this is before Cleo's time. So she was in Halicarnassus is the city that she was the queen of. And that's like modern day Turkey abouts now. So she was the ruler of the city of Halicarnassus <laughs> during the time of the Persian Wars, which were between 499 and 449 BCE. And in the 300 movies, 
That's how we see her as the warrior pirate queen. And it's not true. She was the daughter of <laughs> another name that's really hard to pronounce, Lygodimus. I really tried really hard to find the pronunciations. Right, thank you. <laughs> of these names, but it really didn't work out. So she's the daughter of Lygodimus, a car uh carrion man and his wife who was unknown but she was the from the greek islands of crete and we don't really know anything about her childhood nothing really because the person who wrote about her herodias was not around during her childhood and the only reason we really know about her is because of herodias who i'm pretty sure was totally in love with her <laughs> Oh, seems to be the norm that like, it's like, well, this person lived. We don't really know about her childhood because no one cared to write it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like even like in the, even to like, you know, Tudor time, it was like that too. The Tudors. All through history. Mm -mm. They just don't care about children. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> Women, children, more so. Women, children. Probably. Exactly. Women, children. And that's why we do this podcast. So were her parents royals? They have any power? I were they important? Could not find any information on that, but they were important uh -huh. enough for her to then marry a future king. Okay, so she's like probably like kind of like a maybe like equal to like a noble person ish, and then she married a yeah the royal the more royal guy. Gotcha. Probably exactly exactly yeah. Because in the end, she married the king of Hal Halicarnassus, the word that I cannot pronounce, whose name we actually don't know, which is a wonderful turn of events, True. in my opinion. But what we do know is that she inherited the throne from him after he died. Yes. Just like... Full out was the queen. She wasn't like the queen regent or something like that. Whatever the European equivalent is when the queen is not technically the ruler, but they do all of the ruling things. Yeah, that's called a regent. So this is something that comes up on my page a lot on TikTok because I say like mm -hmm. Mary the first was the first queen regnant of England and someone says, ah, it's called, it's pronounced regent. And I say, no, those are two different <laughs> words with two different definitions. So a queen <laughs> regnant is someone who like, she inherited the throne by her own birth, like um, Elizabeth II or the first, or like Mary, mm -hmm. Queen of Scots. And then we have the Queen Re uh, Regent is someone who like is typically ruling for someone else, like their son who's too young, or like sometimes if the Queen, like her husband went out to war or something, she was like the Regent, like temporarily. And then Queen Consort is when they're just married to the King. They typically don't have mm -hmm. a lot of power, like um, like the yeah. Queen Mother of England. Whenever she, her husband was okay. still alive. So those are the differences. But yeah, so she sounds like she would have been like a regent it. type. Even though back then there could have been different She was like terms. full on the queen. Yeah, so it- Full on. That seems, kind of reminds me of like certain like female pharaohs of Egypt that like right? kind of- Exactly. Became the pharaoh even though like after their husbands died. So that sounds- that might, I don't know if there's really a word for that. So she's like kind of like a queen regnant- I, I don't know. Special- 
something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Little asterisks yeah. on the side. She gets like a gold star sticker <laughs> next to her name. <laughs> so around 480 is when things start to get a little spicy. 480 BC, King, or no, Emperor, excuse me, Emperor Xerxes becomes kind of obsessed with overtaking the Greeks. He's like, I really just want to like get up all in your business and take some shit over and like have it for myself. Okay. He starts the Persian Wars. So this is Persia <laughs> is Persia, excuse me, attacking mm-hmm. Greece. Yes. And then like Persia attacking Greece. Is Greece like together? Yeah, all of these different city states, and like Xerxes is like, I want all of the Greek city states. Seems kind of please and thank you. Yeah, he's a little bit selfish, pants, a little bit, and kind of scary. I guess that the movies did get it right in that he is like a terrifying human being. Oh, they showed him. Uh, But he was not gold. Ah. Yes, they did. They did. They showed him in the movies. I I absolutely love that. You just have no idea what the movies are. (laughs) I remember like the guy. Kicking the guy with his foot or something, and like, yeah, they like the 300, they like were in that small passage through the mountains or something, and that's yeah. why there was like only 300 yeah, yeah. of them. And there was like a woman, yeah. but she wasn't in the battle, that was someone else. I don't know. <laughs> that's, I mean, <laughs> you summed it up pretty well. All right, so they are gonna come and attack, and she says, Not so fast, I'm assuming. Not yet. Oh, okay. So, what happens is she is the only woman general that Xerxes has. And he's got a bunch of different generals from like different countries. And she brings five of the 70 total ships that were sent to battle. And of those, those five ships were like hella fierce ships. They were deadly. They had a reputation of being like badass and just killing everybody. Okay. But did she fight? She was on the ships. Mm. Nice. So she was like ordering people. Yeah. She was the like the strategist. Mm -hmm. So in the movies, it depicts her as being like in the battle, like slicing bitches, but she she did not slice people, but she was savage. Mm -hmm. As fuck. And we'll get to her very most savage thing that she did in a later battle. So she was out there. She was commanding her ships. And it's speculated that one of the reasons why Xerxes decided to have her in his, like, group of generals is to offend Mm -hmm. the Greeks. Because at this time, women in Greek society were, like, the lowest of the low. What a surprise. So in Persia, Mm -hmm. how were women treated? Did they have like, you know, rights at all? Obviously, she had enough of a right to become a queen. So they have to like like women a little bit. I I think that they had more rights than the Greek women. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't full on freedom. Yeah, because. Probably probably more. Yeah, exactly. Because the way that both Xerxes and Artemisia the first talk in the excerpts that Herodias write about is mm-hmm. really sexist. Artemisia herself mm. puts her her own gender down. And so even though she was an amazing amazing strategist and super fierce 
lady. One of the reasons why she was selected was to just kind of like give a big middle finger up to the Greeks and be like, look, this this lady can even beat you, which was really, really effective because the Greeks were like, no, we will not be offended like this against a woman. And when they heard that Artemisia was going to be like one of the main people in the battle, they made a reward of 10,000 drachmas, which would be like a three three years of wages for a regular person wow. if they captured Artemisia. And did that happen? No, girl. No one succeeded in claiming <laughs> that prize. She freaking killed it. She was absolutely amazing in that battle and really proved herself to Xerxes, like that he made the right decision, and to all of the other people. And this was really divisive to the people in oh. Persia, like within Xerxes' circle. There were some people that were like, yes, Artemisia, we love her. Thank you. And then there were other people who were like, what the fuck? This woman is just like waltzing up in here with her little ships, doing her little thing. And she's just rising so quickly through the ranks of all of these people. WTF. And they were not pleased. <laughs> they were not pleased at all. So after winning the battle at Thermopylae in August of 480 BCE, Xerxes sent his like right hand dude, his um, his lead of the naval commanders, or his all of his commanders. I think it was just his like his right hand dude. His name is Mardonius, and so Mardonius went okay. and went to talk to each of the naval commanders separately about going into another battle, the Battle of Salamis. And all of the commanders were like, yes, let's go into battle. Let's crush these Greeks. Like, let's let's do it, Xerxes. You are so smart. We would never imagine going against what you said because Xerxes was like, I want to again go to battle again to prove how big my pee-pee is. And... <laughs> <laughs> And then he would just wanted to get his yes men to be like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, let's do that. And <laughs> when Mardonius went to Artemisia and asked her, like, hey, like, should we have this battle? Artemisia was like, no, no, we should not. Uh oh, I know. Uh oh, is right. She was like, absolutely not. First of all, our allies are absolute shit. The Egyptians are shit. The Silencians, the Pamphylians, and the this name I cannot pronounce. Cypri Cypriots. The Cypriots. It's like All Cyprus. Cyprus? Like people of Cyprus. Maybe? Oh, okay. Excellent. Thank you. I'm so glad That's you're what here. That's it looks like. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> so all these people, all these allies, absolute shit. And they are not going to be loyal to you. They're not going to be fierce enough. And also, P.S. and by the way, we just had a battle, my guy. And we proved our prowess on the sea. And why do we need to go and prove it again when we just did it? And thirdly, it takes a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of shit to get 
prepared to go off to battle. People need food. People need clothes. People need ammunition, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff, weapons. So it takes a lot of supplies to get ready. And we just had that big battle and we haven't replenished our supplies yet. So I think that we should just not for like a second. Yeah, like, like, well, like, (laughs) right after a battle, like maybe deal with that. Like, so did they take over Greece after that first battle? They took over Athens, which was like the thing that Xerxes wanted to do. He, like his Mm. goal was to like get Athens and they already got Athens, which she pointed out. And we have this whole like, transcript of what she said because Herodias is like obsessed with her like 10,000% obsessed with this woman (laughs) so much so that other historians contemporary historians during the time and also past like historians that came after like kind of pissed at Herodias because he just glossed over all of the other (laughs) generals and like military people and really just like only focused on Artemisia but they were from the same place and he was born Ah. during her reign so he was like obsessed a little bit obsessed she's a fangirl (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so that's funny we have all of this information thank you Herodias you were like the real MVP so she said all of this stuff to um, Xerxes' right-hand dude and was like, listen, like, we can't do this. Gave all the reasons. And everybody was like, oh, shit. Artemisia went against what Xerxes wants. Like, her allies were super worried that she was just going to get tortured and die and just, like, it would, it would be so bad. And then her enemies were like, fucking yes! She's finally going to go down. <laughs> But, uh, surprise, surprise. Xerxes was like, thank you so much for your honesty. I really appreciate that. Oh. And then she rose higher in the ranks. Oh, my God. Well, it sounds like he's, like, somewhat reasonable. Like, so other tyrant would have been, like, off with her head. But he did that. Yeah. I'm assuming that's not what happened. <laughs> Yeah, no. He was like, thank you for your advice. Thank you. I really appreciate that you weren't a yes man. But also, think about my people. So I need to show it to the world. He, okay? <laughs> he listened to her at all. Like, thanks for your advice, but also, he I don't care. Did No, he didn't. Oh. He did not. Wow. He didn't listen to her advice. And he was like, we're going to go to battle anyways, because I really need to show off how strong we are with our Navy. And so commenced the Battle of Salamis. Salamis? Where is? S-A-L-A-M-I-S. Where is that located? The battle was somewhere around modern Greece. So it was off the coast of the city of Salamis. So we can post a picture of the exact mm-hmm. location. Sounds like Salami. It does. <laughs> the Battle of Salami. <laughs> Maybe that's where Salami came from. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Let's start that rumor. The The Battle of Salami was where, <laughs> was where Salami I originated. I would be that surprised. No. That's, you never know. <laughs> Straight, it says location Straits of Salami. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's like an island. It's a, the largest Greek island in the Saronical. So it's like an it's a Greek island. Okay, perfect. I guess. Yeah, we will put a link to that map in the show notes. 
because mm-hmm. geography is not our strong point. So, Battle of Salamis. The Battle of Salami happened, right? And shit went real bad, real fast. Real bad, real fast. Oh, guess they did not win. No, 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 no. So, they should they should have really listened to Artemisia because she was right. She was right and the Persians lost badly. Was she there? She was there. She was fully there. Mm-hmm. And this is when one of her most ruthless things <gasps> that she has done or that she did happened was during this battle. I was like, "Girl, what are you Uh-oh. doing when I read about this? Okay, so during the battle, Artemisia found her flagship, like her headship, the one that she was on, like controlling all of her other ships. It was being chased by an Athenian ship. There was like no chance of escape. So oh. guess what she did? She des- destroyed her ship before they could destroy it for her. That would be so selfless and uh, wonderful, but that is the opposite of what she did. Oh, it no. is literally the exact opposite of what she did. She rammed her ship into another friendly ship oh. and then sunk that ship. Why? <laughs> to throw off the Athenians. So basically what happened was oh my she gosh. was like running away with her flagship and then she saw um, another ship commanded by the king Damasithymos. Damasithymos. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. I know, right? So many names. God. You're like, it's given nicknames. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Dammy. King Dammy. So King Dammy's ship. He was on the ship. And she hit his freaking ship and sank the whole thing. Did her ship get messed up? No. No. It sounds like that story or that like that story. It's like an antidote or something. That's like antidote. Mm -hmm. Antidote. No. It is a story. Antidote. Ant- antidote. <laughs> not not the thing that you use to get rid of poison. The other thing. <laughs> you know what I Antidote? mean. Is that what An- it is? Antidote. I know exactly what we're That's what it is. Yes, or like, there we go. Or like if you're being chased by a bear, you don't need to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the person that's with you. So she kind exactly. of did that. <laughs> She's like, she tripped her she friend so she would get away. Exactly. So what we're saying is you never want to be caught in a zombie apocalypse with Artemisia. That is she not will what you want to do. <laughs> she, she will. So she sacrificed King Dam and all of his people died. He died. The ship sank and the Athenians were just confused out their mind. They were like, what in the oh hell? Did just she get in trouble? happened. No! No! I swear I to God. It's probably too hectic for like people to like reprimand her things are going to shit it's worse it's worse taylor it's worse you would think that she would like get in trouble right for just like fully killing a king and like all of his people on the ship but she did not so when xerxes found out about what artemisia did he was stoked out of his mind he was like oh my god what she's like he's like She's like, oh my god, she's so sexy. I can't believe she did that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like direct quote from yeah. Xerxes. <laughs> exactly. They fall in love after this. Yeah. That would that would 
be what would happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. So Xerxes heard about her little shenanigans in the Battle of Salamis and was like, oh, my God, girl, like, good for you. Way to, like, get out there and be ruthless and stuff. So he promoted her. Oh, to what? Uh, so she was a, an empress. That's higher than a queen, right? Uh, promoted her like not in that way he promoted her like she was now in charge of taking care of Xerxes illegitimate sons like she was their guardian their protector so like they're like (laughs) they were her wards or like she got to raise them she's not not a babysitter (laughs) no 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 she's not a babysitter she's there to like make sure that people don't kill Xerxes sons and things like that so like she was their escort she was the one who made sure that like they were fine and that nobody tried to kill them and things like that and it was bananas it was absolutely bananas and everyone was just kind of like how is she getting all of these accolades when she sank one of our friendly ships and also she's a woman how what why is she even here in the first place so people were salty people were salty as ugh. and xerxes was so impressed with her that he famously is quoted saying my men have become women and my women men oh the highest accolades for a woman during this time period is to be compared to a man because men. (laughs) (laughs) And the worst thing for a man to be compared to is a woman. Even nowadays, some men would. Yes. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. How old was she when this was going on? Roughly. Roughly. Let's see. So, so she'd be be in her forties. Damn girl. She's killing it. So middle-aged women (laughs) can, you know, there's not enough representation of them in like media or like historical fiction. Exactly. So maybe they should be a real movie. Because I'm sure when she was portrayed on those movies, was she the right age? Roughly? I don't know. Like she's definitely meant to look younger. Exactly. Yeah. I the actress who's the actress who plays her? Ah, Eva Green. Eva Green is her name. You know Eva Green. Eva Green age. How old is? Okay, so Eva Green is forty-two. How old? How old was Eva Green in? Okay, yeah. So she was in her thirties. Yeah. So like not too far off. Not too far off. But she like the whole movie. I just was not my favorite because it portrayed Artemisia as like a victim. A thing a thing that I have a problem with a lot in historical movies and books and just media about women is that it always seems to be a story of women suffering and being a victim and then like rising above their circumstances of victimness, which it's great. I love those stories and those stories are wonderful and they have a place, but I feel like that's the only portrayal that we get of historical women is that they were all victims and then they just like rose above. Or they're like, like girl bosses and they're like edgy and, you know, they can take control. Like, um, 
there was a recent well, I haven't seen it yet, but the new TV show about Catherine de Medici, which I actually still I haven't seen it, but I want to see it. But they give her like a very much like bad bitch view. And even though I think it looks really cool, I really do want to watch it. It's still fiction. Like, mm-hmm. it, and all those shows are like that, yeah. right? So it's either like they're kind of like a victim or they're like kind of conniving, yeah. kind of like an anti-hero almost sometimes. It's also like they make them very like oh they're so beautiful which is like they might have been but like they always show cleopatra as like very beautiful exactly. and she might not have been she might have been beautiful in, in different ways i don't mean to say that she wasn't beautiful what's the point of changing her looks exactly because it's more acceptable yeah. there's more than one way to be beautiful i guess it's that happens a lot a lot and also a lot of times how that woman looks isn't even written down in the record yes why does it why does it matter why does it matter what they looked like? Because never have I ever been reading something about a man and they'd be like, oh, he was hot as shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was handsome and smart. Like, what? okay. How is that? Why, yeah. why? I hate that. I hate it I so much. It's my biggest, I think it's my biggest historical pet peeve. I would rather you get like the dates wrong then focus on what a woman looks like <laughs> i just don't care i don't care pronounce every name wrong just don't equate people's beauty with their importance as historical figures yeah that's that's our little side tangent <laughs> that might make it into the uh the patreon extended version <laughs> extended cut <laughs> extended cut <laughs> So that is the end of the story of Artemisia. That's all Herodias wrote about. After she went to go take care of Xerxes' sons, he was like, all right, her story is done. She's very cool. I I had never heard of her before this, where we made our little list of people to cover this season. So it was cool. I liked it. I'm glad that you liked it. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We are so excited to bring you bite-sized stories of women's history every Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform and share this episode with your history BFF. Join us next time when we'll talk about Mary Seacole, the doctoress. Okay, bye!